Yo, Broski, turn the gain up. Hey, yo, Ren, turn that up. They won't swallow, we let them sticks breathe. Now my kind, I think they misbreathe. Go out and ride like I'm fishing. Another level, I'm on a big league. They want some money like a beast, please. This fry like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm, it never gets old. It never gets old. Welcome back to another episode of the Hydro Report, man. We're here. NBA offseason is about to conclude, so you know we have to come back and give you an overview of exactly what's going to go on, um, who changed teams, who didn't change teams, worst team signings, so on and so forth. We got it all today. So um might be a little bit of a long one, but bear with us because it should be entertaining. But before we get into all that, Kev, talk to me. How you been? Uh, it's good to be here still. Uh, my guy Nate Robinson took a tough fall yesterday. I seen I seen uh, Nick Young say that he doesn't represent the NBA family still. So <laughs> I'm gonna just relay that message to to all the listeners out there. Lie, <laughs> peel that man off the floor, Chris. Talk to me. What are you saying, bro? Forget forget the NBA fam. He was supposed to be out there for the culture. You know what I'm saying? So I would want to say that homie doesn't. <clears throat> sorry, he doesn't. Re- he doesn't represent us. You know what I'm saying? Like. He doesn't. He's not a representation of what the black man has in him, you know. The fight that the black man has in him. He didn't. He didn't. He didn't put that out yesterday, and that's just a shame. It's a shame indeed, still, because that's two black brethren that went down in some boxing match. I guess we only got Devonte. What's his name? Javante. What's his name? Javante Davis. Tank. Yeah, he's the only man holding it down these days. To be honest, in the boxing culture, but. Um, let's move forward because we got a lot we got to talk about today. So as you know, the NBA season is on the horizon. Preseason is anticipated to start on the 12th of December. But uh, for the most part, the NBA offseason has concluded. And I know last week's episode was surrounded around the NBA draft. So this week, um, with a lot of the trades and signings kind of having been finalized, we figured we might as well give a full pod dedicated to what happened in the offseason, considering that it was so short and expedited. Um, so we're going to just go through a couple questions. Every man has their own list uh, of answers that we're going to discuss. So bear with us. So I guess the first question I want to ask you guys is like, out of all the signings in the NBA, um, granted there's been a lot, what is your top signing? Like what, what do you think is the top overall free agent signing? Uh, can we do acquisitions? Like, are we going to include trades as yeah, well? Yeah, I would say yeah, that you, 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 yeah, you Okay, you so let's, let's yeah, say acquisitions. So for me, it's going to be Chris Paul still, I think. <clears throat> I know how I feel about that guy. I feel like anyone who had the Suns on the fringe of playoffs or even making the playoffs, you have no doubt about it now. And it's that simple. I don't think any any needle – there's nobody who has need, moved the needle um, this offseason as much as Chris Paul. And for me, it's that simple. Yeah, that was going to be my same one as well. That was going to be my same one as well, only because, you know, it. it's getting to the point now where we're looking at guys like Devin Booker, right? And even Aiden at a lighter degree or whatever the case is. But we're looking at Devin Booker and we're saying, you know, we see the talent. We know you can do it. For sure, we know you can do it. But it's coming down to he's always had the excuse in his back pocket saying that he he did, he never really had a point guard he never really had help around him you know to push him above last year was a change last year we saw some changes in his in his you know in his metrics and whatever the case is but now that you have Chris Paul a proven winner proven winner 
There's no more excuses. Why? You know what what do you mean by proven winner, though? That, when I say proven winner, I, 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 what, what I mean the is, yeah, about the what I mean is that he's 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 a proven winner in the sense that in the regular season he's going to win you games. He may not be able to to put you over the top in the playoffs. I'm not talking about the playoffs. I'm talking about just as a just as a person. If you if he's on your team, you win, right? I just hope he stays healthy. That's number one. But if Chris Paul is healthy. There's no reason why the Suns shouldn't be contending. And I'm not even saying that they're contending for, like, the eighth seed. Nah, like, I feel like they should be contending for legitimate playoff positioning because that team has talent on it now. Yeah, I think when it, to answer Rob's question, if Chris Paul's on your team, you're supposed to win, like, 55% to 60% of your games. You can include that to whatever you can do, regular season plus playoffs, whatever you want to do. You're supposed to win like 60% of your games. That's been his history since he's been like three years into the league. So for me, it's no different now. And I think the good thing about this for Devin Booker is bringing when Chris Paul comes on, if your team gets better now, if Booker goes out there and does what he does, no one's going to look to to Chris Paul and take anything away from Devin Booker and say, you know, you needed his help to save you, blah, blah, blah. It's not, it's not like that. It's just you're adding a guy who's supposed to help you get there. And now it's all on Booker, in my opinion, because I know what Chris Paul's being. And for me, I just need Booker to make the playoffs. I expect him to be a 5-6. Yeah, I expect him to be exactly where OKC was last year. Anything less than that's probably a failure to me. But at the end of the day, if, if Booker can make the playoffs perform, regardless of the result, I'm cool with it. But I need to see that at least at this point. Because, yeah, I agree with you. I yeah, agree with ahead. you. I think that Chris Paul is definitely, he should be the catalyst for the team because I feel like Devin Booker can only do so much and he's, he's done everything that he could have done within reason up until this point, right? And still hasn't seen the playoffs. So I feel like the addition of Chris Paul should be that thing to get him over the hump. So I'm definitely not going to argue that Chris Paul is not the greatest acquisition because I truly do believe, but um, just to play devil's advocate, I think another big signing or I don't know if this is the biggest signing, but just to kind of change up a bit, I would say it would be the Golden State Warriors grabbing Kelly Oubre Jr. And the reason why I say that is because when I, when they got the news that Clay had went down, like I thought the season could have been a wash, right? And granted, the the tax bill they're going to have to pay <laughs> to get Oubre is ridiculous. But I just feel like now they at least have a formidable starting line where they can say, okay, let's be competitive. Whereas, yeah, I, yeah, I agree. Ahead, ahead. But for me, it's like... That 80 mil just kind of is, is a lot. So I understand why you do it, and I'm happy they did it because I think it keeps them in contention. But if Chris Paul's costing you 40, I can't then look at Kelly Oubre costing you 80 and say, yo, this could even rival that. So it's, yeah, it's well, a great it's a great acquisition, though, for sure, 100%. Nah, yeah, that would, that would have been my second place as well. And they had to do it because at the end of the day, you only have so much prime years left. You know what I'm saying? Like, you only have so much years in your tank before you just don't have it. And yes, Steph Curry is the type of person where you expect him to be around for, for longer than the average superstar or his flame to shine brighter longer than the average superstar. But at the end of the day, he's entering into his early 30s. What is he, like 32 years old? Like, you can't be wasting years like this. You completely wasted last year. You can't go back to back. You just can't do that. So, like... If the eighty mil, if the eighty mil is just the the byproduct of that, it is what it is. It just is what it is. You got to pay it, and you have to have some remblance of talent on the floor. Before Kelly Oubre, I was saying I I'm not giving them a chance at all to make the playoffs. Now I'm looking at Steph, and I'm saying, listen, other top five players have done what you have done in this exact position with this amount of talent. You need to get it done. 
So I'm looking at Steph Curry with a keen eye this year, saying, what are you going to show me? It's okay. I'm either going to keep you on the, keep you where, like in terms of my listing of, or my respect for you, I'm either going to keep you where you are as one of the best to ever do it. Or I might have to knock you down and say, listen, when other, when other superstars were able to get it done, you were not able to get it done. Maybe because of your slight frame or whatever the case is, it does not matter to me. The fact is you weren't able to get it done. So I'm going to be looking at Steph Curry with a keen eye. Yeah, I'm definitely going to look at Steph Curry a ways if he's not at least able to make sure that they're competitive because... He has to make the playoffs. Yeah, not the even starting lineup is, is more than talented enough to make the playoffs. Like, we, like I would say, in, in comparison to that OKC team, they're more talented on paper. And not to mention, Steph is supposed to be a high-caliber superstar, so he has to get it done. Right? Yeah, for me, when it comes down to the making the playoffs, I think it comes down to Steph's health. So if he's healthy, I have no questions about him making it in, but obviously the health is an issue with him when he's going to have to do... All that heavy lifting. I think Uber is going to help. Like the addition of Uber is going to make it a lot easier um, when we're talking about Clay not being there. But I, I expect them to be good still. I still expect them to be good. I don't really think there's a question if they're going to make the playoffs um, unless Steph picks up a big injury. But I have all faith in them. I have all faith in Steph Curry. I agree with you though. I want to say that for sure. Like he's he's supposed to he's supposed to make the playoffs. There's not really an excuse because other guys are doing it. A guy like James Harden's out there backpacking Daniel House and PJ Tucker every every night. <laughs> like it, for all the shit I give Russell Westbrook, I would be a downright hypocrite to to then turn around and and say make excuses for Steph yeah, Curry. Yeah, it yeah, ain't gonna yeah. happen. It just isn't happening. <laughs> He's got to stay he? healthy. Though. Has to stay healthy. He has to stay healthy, but that's a big if, though. Can he stay yeah. healthy? Uh, I think he can. I don't think one year really is just is, is is a fair you know knock on him, given the fact that he probably could have played a lot sooner. But I think he can, but it's an if. Like it's not, he's not Dame, so there's an if there. Because the thing hard. about it is, for me, like it's not. Again, <clears throat> I'm not really concerned as to whether or not he could stay healthy if he was playing regular minutes. But like the way I'm seeing it, he's gonna have to go into that superstar workload nah, like thirty. I don't think that's. Nah, I just don't think that's the Warriors. To be honest with you, he can't think, do that though. I don't think I don't think that's the Warriors. I think that's thirty. I think it's 33, 32, 33. I don't think he's Here's not going to play thing, 38, right? 37 minutes. Like somewhere. Steve Kerr, I remember. I don't know if it was last year or the year before, right? And Steve Kerr, he said it. Steph Curry cannot do what Harden does. He cannot, right? And which is another reason why we, when you pull back the curtain of championship or bust for all, a lot of these players, this is when it becomes unfair, right? Because you have a guy that is, you know, like when he has the people around him, it, it's almost impossible to beat him. And, and I'm referring to Steph Curry. And then you have other players where they can lift your floor so high that you have, that you're looking at them and you're saying you need to win the championship. And that's guys like Russell Westbrook and James Harden. And when your coach is coming out saying, you can't do what the other guy can do, period. So I can't play you to that degree or run the offense, funnel the offense through you like that consistently. That's when I'm like, yo, like times like these is when I have to be like, I have to control my own championship or bus narrative and be like, nah, because it's just not fair. It's just not fair. But that's but that's the thing. Like, I've never looked at Harden and said championship or bus. And that's because I've never looked at him. He's never had the talent where I think he was supposed to win a championship, me personally, right? So I've kind of always held him in the same regard. So now it's like I'm looking at him the same way I look at Harden. All right, make the playoffs. Like, 
I don't expect them to be as good as the Rockets have been when James is out there on his dolos, but I still expect them to be good, man. I I think I think he's gonna play in his MVP season. He played thirty four minutes. I think he's gonna be around there, um, maybe, and I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna do. Steph's gonna be exactly who he's been. He's gonna get close to thirty points. We know this, what the splits are gonna look like, and. He has some guys around him. He has guys Andrew. He has guys out around him that can play big minutes. He has guys around him in terms of Andrew Wiggins and Kelly Oubre who can play big minutes, young legs, whatever. So I think they're going to lean heavily on them. Wiseman, as I know, how I feel about that one. But they got Marquise Chris off the bench. They have Draymond. I don't know how man's feel about Draymond, but I think he's going to be better. You than know how man feel about Draymond still. I, I think he's going to be better <laughs> than he was last year. So for me, I think all in all, I think uh, we're in a good spot. Given what happened. I got zero faith in J- in, in Draymond Green. That I'm nigga is that nigga is 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 washed up like Sunday morning laundry. Honestly, it's a wrap for that. <laughs> that guy is actually being pinned up, drying off right now. It's over for that guy. It's actually over. <laughs> yo, that's crazy. But yo, let's that move on because we got a bunch of washed. stuff we gotta talk about. Um, so that was the best acquisition. So I guess I'll just kind of flip it on the on the opposite side. What do you guys think is the worst acquisition? And I'll say this right now. Um, I think Detroit getting Mason Plumley is ridiculous. You drafted a center, you signed Julia Okafor, and then you, you paid Mason Plumley was a three over forty one? For what reason? <laughs> like I I just don't understand it. What is Mason Plumley doing for you? Like I don't understand it. Uh, I don't, I don't have an answer to that. Cause I don't, I don't know. Um, <laughs> that's the problem. Man. Like I'm trying to Sam, spin you, it you can, ways. you can, you can double down on the fact that they basically just said, I want to sign the, the, the Denver Nuggets backups, you know what I'm saying? Yo, backups from a year ago. Yo, but the weird thing is, um, the entire time they're making these signings from Denver, everyone's saying that these contracts match up to a sign and trade for Blake Griffin. So a man like me was kind of waiting and then nothing. I never heard anything. In my head, I never really understood why, in God's green earth, the Nuggets would trade for Blake Griffin. But that's what I kept waiting for because they kept saying the contracts were matching up to a sign and trade for Blake. So I kept waiting to see that, and I never saw it. So then, once that didn't happen, I'm like, all right, like, what were they really doing here? Fam, nothing that they didn't make sense because they gave Jeremy Grant a big boatload of money and they kept Blake Griffin. So I guess that means Jeremy Grant is going to be moving well, over to the small forward well, position. Right? He must be moving over to the small forward position. And then you, you sign Mason Plumlee. You, you, you sign Jaleel Okafor. You draft the center in Isaiah Stewart. So I guess you don't really give a fuck about Isaiah Stewart after you sign two players above his head. Then you turn over and then you sign guys like DeLon Wright after you drafted Killian Hayes. You have Josh Jackson, but I thought you're gonna move Jeremy Grant over to the small forward position. Like nothing that they did here made any sense, and I I was looking at it from 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 the beginning, and I'm like, yo, every single sign that they made, it would it just got worse and worse, and that's why bad teams have to stay bad. This is why. Um, they nailed the draft pick, and it's like from then they got a little overzealous and say, yo, we got it. Let me just waste the money now. <laughs> yo, I think I think what happens is these teams like. In an attempt to be competitive, like right away, they go and sign guys like Mason Plumley. I think that's honestly what it is. Like that's the only reason why you sign Mason Plumley. The only reason why you give Jeremy and Grant like twenty million a year is because you're trying to be competitive. But the fact of the matter is, like 
Jeremy Grant's not that good. If so, if no one can get him the ball wide open in the three point corner in the in the three point in the corner, like what is he supposed to do for you? How is he supposed to move a needle coming off the bench? Jeremy Grant off the bench is a lot worse than Jeremy Grant in a starting lineup with Jamal Murray, Nikola Jokic, Will Barton. It's that simple. And you would think um, that the, that those players, like those people making those decisions, would understand that. Yeah, I would think too. But again, that's like maybe this they know something I don't still because I think that's obvious, really. Like Derrick Rose is supposed to get Jeremy Grant the ball. Like, what are we talking about here? Josh Jackson, they signed him, but he's not a starter, so like I don't really. But then um, they drafted Sadiq Bey. Right. Like it so, just doesn't make sense. Uh, to me. What I'm saying, Josh Jackson isn't a starter. Like man's got to remember these guys have to fill out their benches too. To be fair, like we can't just look at every signing like they're signing a starter. These men have to fill out their benches. We know Josh Jackson's not supposed to be a starter in this league. If he is, something went wrong. That's the way I see it. Fair. My second team, though, my second team, I was debating, is it going to be Gordon Hayward or is it going to be the New York Knicks? And then I looked at the New York Knicks' roster and I'm like, it has to be the Knicks because they draft RJ Barrett last year. And I thought they were supposed to be building around RJ. That was that was my thinking. Right. But then you take this in. RJ Barrett. Wait, are we talking about teams now or just specifics? No, no. But I think we're talking, talking about specific about, signings. It's supposed to be a specific signing. Or yeah, we're doing teams every, later. We're doing but teams every later. signing that they did, it, fam, they signed Austin Rivers. They signed Alec Burks. They signed Jacob Evans. Which one of those shooting guards can shoot? Which one but of those them? Those just sound like benchmarks. <laughs> I hear you, Chris. I hear what you're saying. So. Okay, all right. So let's move on. They, 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 they signed Omari Spellman. They draft Obi Toppin. They already oh, have Julius Randle. The fuck we're doing? What are we doing there? They're filling out their bench, fam. They need. No, we can't, like, we can't, we can't see, keep saying that, kid. No, no, but hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> Omari Spellman is Omari Spellman is filling out your bench. That's why. That's why I don't really understand what Mans are doing right now. Like, if you're but starting yo, a guy that's going to compete for starters minutes, I understand. But you're not. We're not talking about those guys. But aren't you supposed to be acquiring talent as a as a bad team? Like, why are you signing guys that are not good? That yeah, no the man to sit at your end of your bench are at the end of your bench for a reason. They're shit. So why not get a vet? Why why are you getting why are you getting at a twenty? Mark Spellman is not a vet in this league. No, he's not. <laughs> he's three years old. Yeah. Maybe maybe you can call that a vet. Nah, that can't be a vet. Still, I think it's four. I think it's four. I think it's four. Still, but yo, my point is like, man's are man's are man's are just like dwelling on the man's that really don't matter. He's not supposed to start. I'm looking at the depth chart right now. He's the third man on the depth chart. It doesn't matter. All right, These so what about matter. Alec Burks, Austin Rivers, Jacob Evans? What are we doing there? I don't I don't know. I don't know who starts in there. I'm looking at that that shooting guard spot, and it looks murky. So I don't know. Maybe they start RJ at, at, at a real spot. I don't know. But then, did they give them big money? So, fam, they gave them money. <laughs> no, no, but big money because obviously you got to pay a man to play. Did you give him big money? That's my, that's my point. But yo, there think... has to have been other Austin Rivers. What the fuck is Austin Rivers doing on this team when you have RJ Barry and Julius Randle and Alfred Payton starting? Where what? does he fit in? Off the bench. They signed bare benchmen. Get on them so for fun, does... for not signing a starter. Get on them for not signing a starter, but don't act like they're 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 not signing benchmen to play off the bench. That's what I'm saying. But the problem is when you when you're only signing benchmen, one of them has to be your starter. No. Nah. They're just the, the, the entire this depth chart literally shit, doesn't have so any just, of them starting. I'm trying to look up um Rivers' con- contract to see exactly what it is. Yo, for me, my worst signing is Danilo Gallinari still for three for years. What? Yeah. what? Why? Let, let, let me let me explain to you why. Still. You give a man 
th- three years, 30, 60 million. First of all, we're talking about a man that literally cannot play defense. I'm not saying he he doesn't. I'm saying he can't. Does not have the ability to. Cannot move his feet laterally. It's not it's not possible. Okay. You sign him to 20 mil a year and then tell him he's going to come off the bench. Is he coming off the There's bench? There's no way he's yes. coming off the bench. Yes. No, I don't Yo, think he's going to. Yo, look it up. He, they said he agreed to a bench roll upon signing. He's not starting. So, so DeAndre Hunter's uh, starting? Not ready. It's not, I don't know who it is. I'm saying he's not starting. He's not starting. He's coming off the bench. So, right, if I'm breaking news to man's, it probably changes your outlook because you gave a man $20 million over three years who has an aging body who struggles to stay healthy. Don't let last year fool you. This man can't stay healthy. I'm not an idiot. I don't forget after one year. Can't stay healthy. You give him $20 million a year over three years. He's going to be about, what, 30-something by the time he gets healthy and he's going to come off the bench? Now, we'll talk about teams later, so I won't get to the Hawks yet, but that's what I'm saying. But I can't call that the worst signing because, okay, even I, I, I thought he was starting. I'll, I'll say that right there. I didn't hear the news that he wasn't starting. So that kind of changes things for me. But even so, for the bag he got, who was Atlanta going to pay? And I've seen worse signings. You know what I'm saying? Even if he is coming off your bench, he's just supporting your bench. Because that's a starter coming off your bench, if we're being honest. Yeah, but you don't have starters in your starting lineup. But they do. They have Bogdan. Nah, they do, though. They have Bogdan now, John Collins, Clint Capella, Trey Young. Like, Who's at the three? This is a... Who's at the three? It could. It yeah, could. so I thought it was Danilo, but it makes no, no, sense. No, I'm, I'm telling you it's it. not, though. So now who is it? All right, so it's either going to be DeAndre Hunter or um, Cam Reddish. I'm not paying him at $20 million. No, Yo, here's the thing. If I have rookies that I just invested bare capital into last year, DeAndre Hunter, by no means did he play bad. Cam Reddish was obviously asked, but by no means it was Hunter bad or did he disappoint. So Yeah, but where me, else are you spending the money? Because this is one of those teams where they, they when bro, you look at it on paper, you're like, okay, it's not that it's not Gallinari still, because the man can't play any defense. It's not Gallinari. I'm sorry. The man is a three that can't play the three because his defense is that bad. That's why he's not starting. You can't play the three. You can't have Collins and Gallo at the at the three and four. It's not gonna work. So what I think happens is if Gallo closes games, they go Collins at the five and Capella on the bench um, and Bogdan as well. So, again, I, I just think it's a really bad sign. I don't see how you in that position with all the needs being that bad, how you're starting. A, if you're that bad, if you pay 20 mil for a man, he's got to be starting for you. I'm sorry. I guess. So, I guess. But, like, I'm just like. Where uh, what else were they doing with the money? Like I actually don't know. Like I, you look at the the free agent landscape this year, and it's like who else would they have dropped that money on? And they needed right. to drop the money somewhere. Let's say let's say any man will sign to your roster. Let's just say like it's no man's gonna look at you and say no if you offer him the right money. I'd rather them go pay Hayward an extra ten million a year, and at least I can you can at least slot that man as a starter, and he's probably their second best player. Offer it. I'd rather them do that as opposed to. Cause I think the move for the Hornets doesn't make any sense. But if they slap. Hayward into that Atlanta starting lineup, play, make, do a lot of things. Yeah, that would make fam, sense to me. That's that's sixty million dollars versus one hundred and twenty. That's literally like sixty million dollar difference. Yeah, I know, but what I'm saying is like on a per year basis. Like I'm looking at this as yo, you're paying a man twenty mil, your team shit. You're paying a man twenty mil to come off the bench, like, and he can't stay healthy. Obviously, he was injured. I know, I know what yeah, you're saying. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I still but yo, I'm not under the. I'm not under the. For me, if it comes down to yo, who else were you gonna give the money to? I'm not giving you a three year deal. Sign him for two years plus something like that. If if it comes down to a matter of, because I'm in that mindset sometimes where we're saying yo, 
who else are they going to pay? If it comes down to that, you don't give a man a, a three-year deal. Still. You give a man a two-year deal at max when we're talking about, yo, who else are you going to spend this on? That's the way I feel. Do, do we, okay, let, me, let me just look up to see if he has... Um, if he has a player option or anything like that at the end of it. And me, it's saying I just look it's at not that, looking I like he has one. If you're spending your money, you're supposed to address for 20 mil, it's got an address in need for Trey Young for me personally. And I don't think that's one of them. I like Again, I'm gonna save my Hawks t- conversation for Well yo, just transition, because that's the next that was the next thing we were gonna talk about. So yo, just might as well finish it up. Worst team, worst mm-hmm. offseason. I'm taking Atlanta Hawks. Seen, I don't rate Bogdanovich. Me personally, I don't know how man's feel. I think he's very overrated in this league because he's averaged 25, 15 points at max in his career. And I don't think a 15 point per game man should be being paid and coveted the way he was. Fair, he shoots 40%. Fair, he can play mate, but he doesn't play defense either. And again, 15 points is 15 but points. It's not I don't like care he what his role is. not play defense. All right, man. Um, I already told you guys about Gallo. Um, I like the Chris Dunn signing. They drafted Onyeka Awanyu after you have Capello, who hasn't played a single game. You have John Collins. And for me, at this point, I think John Collins, John Collins is getting traded. If you look at all of their moves, it signals that one of these guys are gone. And John Collins is up for an extension next year. And I think yeah, the Hawks, they're not paying John Collins. Right. So I think he's getting traded. And for me, I don't think you signed Gallo three years, 20, to then trade John Collins. I'm sorry. Just pay him at that point. Just pay him, in, in my opinion. If if you, you're allocating the money to, to Gallo, pay John Collins the extra 10 years, sorry, the extra 10 million, who's a lot healthier, who's, I would say, is a better player in today's NBA. Um, but, fam, that goes without saying, though, because, like, are we sure that that's what, John Collins is actually asking for. I'm pretty sure he's asking for near the max. Right, which he's is going to be a, around he's 30 million a year. Point. What, I'm what I'm saying is around 30 million a year. That's why I so said you, next you year. Say, so you're saying put put in? Nah, I can't. I can't pay John Collins 30 million a year. Fam. I can't. If you're paying Gallo 20, I can't. I can't. If you're playing Gallo 20, if I'm paying Gallo 20, I can't. 30 million a year is 30 million a year for John Collins, fam. However you and, want to slice it, that's what's what it is. But, but okay, that's, so that's I'm not saying I don't understand though. Like, why is everybody like <clears throat> I understand that like okay, John Collins, he's a productive player, but he not might not necessarily be a star or superstar, but like I don't understand why everybody's so hesitant to pay a guy that's giving you production. Because it's not like twenty years rolling it's not, off the wire. It's not even that. It's just I'm, what this this is why I'm saying that they have in the worst offseason. Because I'm looking at the moves they're making and I have to relate it to the other moves they made. If if we're operating under the pretense that John Collins is not gonna be on this team next year because he's going to ask for too much money or he's going to command too much money on the open market. I don't want to see you give Gallo 20 and then not give Collins 30. It just doesn't make sense to me. Like, I understand, obviously, one's cheaper, but one is not... Gallo is not, in my opinion, close to John Collins because one man is 20-something, like 23, 24, and Gallo can't stay healthy. So if I'm up on the standpoint, you're going to trade Collins, you're going to sign Gallo, like, it just doesn't look right to me. The only move I like is Chris Dunn. I don't really understand Dunn and Rondo, personally. That kind of just creates a logjam. You're really going to have Rondo. And they gave him a good amount of money to just sit on the bench and coach. You have Kevin Herter, who was playing well, I guess. People rate him. I didn't really rate him. They signed Bogdanovich. I mean, I don't rate at all. So, 
You're stifling Hunter by signing Gallinari. This doesn't look right to me still. They're, I think they went about it the wrong way trying to be competitive. I'll agree with you, Kev. I don't think they... <clears throat> I think... I'm not going to say that they mismanaged their offseason. They could have done it better, but I, I can't give them the crown of the worst offseason. I can't do that. Because they got talent. Like, they, they got better. You know what I mean? So I can't, I can't give them the title saying you were the worst this offseason. Personally. Because right now, if I was to pick one, my pick, I, I know I discussed about the D- Detroit Pistons earlier, but I have to go with the Cleveland Cavaliers. They didn't do anything. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you didn't get better. Okay, you drafted uh, Isaac Okoro. Cool. What else? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, you lost TT. Okay, for nothing. You could have traded him last year. Or you could have bought him out. Whatever. Nothing. Okay. You got JaVale McGee. Cool. Like, what, what did you do? Like, I don't understand. You didn't get any better. Kevin Love is still on the roster making a bag. Andre Drummond is still on the roster. You, you, he picked up the player options, so now you're paying him even more money. You didn't, you're, none of your guards are getting better. You guys didn't do anything. Like, I, that, I'm going to have to give them the worst offseason for just not doing anything. Like, staying put while everybody else gets better means you got worse. Yeah, but, like, uh, not going out there and actively sabotaging yourself as well means that you didn't get even worse, right? So that's why I couldn't give them the worst offseason because they they had the potential of fucking it up even more. And maybe, you know, the deals that they needed just weren't out there. And we're getting pretty close to Kevin Love becoming an unrestricted, not sorry, becoming an, an expiring deal. So it's like trading him now, you would have had to given up a first round draft pick. And why would you do that? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not like you, you're in any rush to get better right away. So just bite the bullet. And when he becomes an under, when he becomes an expiring deal, that's when you'll be able to move him. And that's when you'll be able to get actual um, value for the guy. Kevin Love's under contract till 2023 still. 22-23 season. I can't hear that. Because, Chris, here's my point. Even if you don't want to move the guys, pick up some bad contracts and acquire assets. Like, you know what I mean? You didn't gain any assets. Yeah, but they don't. Like, but they they don't have the they don't have the cap for that though. They're only paying like, two men on the roster. <laughs> they're only paying. They, they're, paying they're paying two men's near max money. Yeah, and the rest of the roster is basically on rookie contracts, with the exception of Seti Osman. So it's not yeah, like they're paying from, a big bag for these guys. They're they're also paying a decent amount for Larry Nance. They're all, they also gave like. Yeah, I know, but that's what I'm saying. Like. I don't I don't know if they were able if they had the flexibility to actually do what they wanted to do. So them just saying we're just going to stay put, be bad again, re-enter the lottery and hopefully the the ping pong balls bless us this time around. I'm okay with that. I'm I I have no problem with that, honestly. I don't know, man. I just feel like if you're in a position where you, you okay, granted you may not have excess cap room, but you have guys in your roster that playoff teams would appreciate having on the end of their bench. You could have acquired some back contracts to get some assets. You're paying these two guys that don't want to be there and are, are on the wrong side of their prime all this money. Your guards are shit. Like, what? And you, you're just going to sit there and say, yeah, we're cool. I, I can't hear that. And I'm not saying that yet. Sometimes you don't need to turn the leaf overnight. I'm not saying that I expect you to go from worst team in the East to playoff contender, but do something. Like, you know what I mean? Do something. Get some draft capital. Like, you know what I mean? Negotiate. Move some guys that aren't going to play for you. That would be beneficial on another roster and get us another pick. Like, I, I just don't understand it. Like, you know, what I mean? to me, staying put doesn't make you any better. So, I don't know. Kev, what do you think, though? Cavs being the Cavs, though, this is what they do. Uh, my my worst 
was the Boston Celtics. And the reason why they were my worst is because, number one, they let Brad Wanamaker go for nothing, for no reason. What like, do you mean for nothing? What, was, were they sucks. <laughs> what do they you got mean, fam? They got Teague. You know that? Fam, I know they got Teague. But Brad Wanamaker is better than Teague, in my opinion. Yo, what? He's just, the, he's, just the, he's just better. He's just better. <laughs> what Yo, the Kev. fuck is Teague doing now? Kev, Teague hasn't been good for two years. Yeah, and anyway, I'm gonna make Teague hasn't been good. Yes, Seven and I'm saying Wanamaker one, one did Wanamaker went out there, did what he was supposed to do on a religious basis. He was one of the best backup point guards, in my opinion, in the league. I think he is better than Teague. But that is but what, what it is. Then you then you go over to Gordon Hayward. You let it's okay if you say that you didn't want to pay Gordon Hayward whatever the money is that he wanted. But the fact is that they had a, they were, Gordon Hayward wanted to get over to Indiana, right? He wanted to go there. It was reported widely that he wanted to go there and Indiana was ready to give him the money. Then it turns around that because you, you wanted to, to try and squeeze so much out of, out of Indiana and, and, and you wanted Turner, you wanted Oladipo, you wanted a draft pick coming back that Indiana said, you know what? Fuck it. Fuck it. We're not doing it. So instead of you getting something from you needed the center, instead of you getting Miles Turner, what did you end up with? Tristan Thompson. But Chris, I don't think it's, that's fair. It's bullshit. I heard, I heard that they didn't want Miles Turner at 18 a year. I said I heard that they preferred to get TT and he's making now because they knew they had to pay Damn. Jason Tatum max. Nah, if you, the Turner is much better than Tristan Thompson, especially for that team. The question for that team, much, he's much better than Tristan Thompson. He's much better than Tristan Thompson. I don't know if he's much better than Tristan, Tristan Thompson and Tristan, at 18 years. Fam, fam, they're not, it's not like if they sign Miles Turner, their luxury tax bill is going to be something stupid. That wasn't the case. So I'm going to just take the talent. And it's not like, it's not like Miles Turner. If you get Miles Turner, it's not like Miles Turner can't be traded down the road. It's just another asset. Tristan Thompson isn't an asset. They need that $18 million a year contract on their books so that way, if something happens down the road, they can actually make a trade. The problem last year is that they had everybody on their roster was either making far too much money to be traded, other than Marcus Smart, or no money at all. They needed that flexibility on their books. So it's not even just about what you're doing on the court. It's about the value that you could have given us off the court. And instead, they let Gordon Hayward go for nothing. I think Turner's shit. Um, they let Gordon Hayward go, but I don't think it would have been a good decision for them to give him the type of money he was commanding. And for me, they added Tristan Thompson and they added Jeff Teague. So for me, I don't think... I thought they had a decent offseason. There's nothing to write home about, but I thought it was decent still. There's no way I'd put them close to the bottom, personally. I thought they got better, to be honest with you. Like, I, I yeah, I think they got better. That's foolishness. How they're they're used to playing without Hayward. No, the, yeah, the thing is, fam, Hayward doesn't even pass. Yo, Hayward's played like forty games in the last two years. Like they've been playing without this guy. So for me, for them to lose him, it doesn't really mean much to me. They sign um, Teague, which has I think a huge upgrade. I don't know when since I started waiting. Braun, Brad Wanamaker, um, but they signed you know him because when we had when we had our when we had our most underpaid under whatever underrated, you saw Brad, uh, Brad Wanamaker on my list. On your list, though. <laughs> I don't even remember. All right, so, but, but but what I'm saying is, don't act like it's this is like out of the blue. Like I, I just told you, I don't remember. Seven that. and three, I a big you, feat, though. 
Ah, yo. All right. So as I, as I was saying, they, they upgraded in Teague and they signed Tristan Thompson, who is at the very least a very good backup center. <laughs> so for me, like well, I don't know why I'm mad they're moving like because TT sucks <laughs> as, a, as a man that has to play 30 minutes a game that he's just going to be a oh, bad player dude. playing 20. So for me, this is, there's no question for me. At least, at the very least, they didn't get worse for me. They couldn't have got worse, in my opinion. How they could have gotten worse. It, you it, said it, Jeff Teague to come off your bench. That's what, what I'm saying. That's a, and you still, you still keep Tice, so you could literally bring back the same starting lineup, and now you have TT off your bench and Teague. And, and that Instead was one of the reasons you went home. Because you're starting Tice. And Tristan Thompson isn't any better than Tice. They're the same Bro, shit. Bro, I promise you, Miles Turner shit still. Nah, you, you gave up the so many possibilities you gave up because you were trying to squeeze Indiana for everything that they, they you can get out of them. So many possibilities. You fumbled the bag. The way I look at it is if I just paid if I just gave Tatum the max and I have three max contracts plus Marcus Smart, I'm not finna pay Miles Turner eighteen a year. To come in it with his fuckery, to be honest, I'd rather pay a man that can do seventy five percent of what he does at a at a number I'm more comfortable with. Who can do seventy five percent? Titi. They're not asking Miles Turner to go out there and slap forty percent from trades. They're asking him to go out there and block shots. He doesn't even need to be a part of the offense. Go out there and defend the rim. It's literally all all they need him to do. And rebound. He can't even rebound. All right, fine. Yo. Anyways, a couple more things before we go to the break. I know we just talked about the worst offseason. So who do you guys think had the best offseason? There's only one answer still. It would have to be Oklahoma. It would have to be Oklahoma for me. It would have to be. Because they have a clear... This is what I always say. If if you know you cannot win, you got to go the other way. You're a process man. And you have to go the other way hard. You got to make it count. And this is exactly what they're doing. Like, if I was ever a GM... This is exactly what I would do. There's no point in being in the middle and just treading water. There's no point in that. If you're going to be bad, be bad and be bad with a purpose. What teams like the Knicks, Detroit, what they run into is they're not bad with a purpose. The man, Mr. Presti, is being bad with a clear plan and vision in place to get embedded. And it is beautiful. Yes, he has a thousand draft picks now. But the thing I like the most about it is that other than Steven Adams, because I think he had to give up a draft pick or whatever the case is. But everything one. else. Oh, he got one. All right. So every player that he, he gave away, he got value back. He got he got a first-round draft pick when he took on Danny Green. And then when he shipped Danny Green, he got another first-round draft pick. Absolutely beautiful work. It's like five-star quality performance. It's beautiful, honestly. I feel like you're only saying that because you're a process man. Cause you just uh, you like accumulating all these quote unquote assets, but I'm not I'm not so gung ho on what OKC did because I, it hasn't translated into anything yet. So I'm gonna go with the Portland Trailblazers just because I feel like <clears throat> they added depth and they didn't really lose anything. They got Rocco. They maintained obviously their core of CJ Dame, uh, Yusuf Nurkic, which has come back healthy. Zach Collins should come back healthy. Picked up Derek Jones Jr. as a nice filler off the bench, and. Everyone else in the roster. Yeah, the fuck is Derrick Jones Jr., man? I know, uh, hold on, let me... But he's a bench man that can play the wing. You know what I'm saying? He's at least a man that can come off the wing and say, let me defend a little bit. Like, you know what I mean? They they haven't had guys like those since friggin' Mo Harkless and Alfru Kaminu. Fair. 
just even say that they got Roko and maintain their starting lineup. And we've seen the way Gary Trent has played. Zach Collins should come back healthy. They acquired Ennis Cantor off the bench to give him some some bench scoring. Like I feel like they just wrote, rounded out their team really well. That's a look a low key. They did a look a look a low key thing. So for me, it's the Suns. Chris Paul playing simple. As I said, there's no team whose needle has moved towards the playoffs like the Suns. So for me, that's just the best. Fair. And I guess we'll get to one more question before we get our first break, or the only break, I should say. What is the biggest free agent loss for a team? And what team do you think should have probably added up? I'm gonna go with um <clears throat> I'm gonna go with the Clippers. Um because I I firmly believe that Montres Harrell, I'm, I don't think Montres Harrell is that great of a piece, but he's still good to have on your team. And I just feel like for what he signed for, to let him walk out the door for mid-level exception, essentially, it, it can't sit right with you. Like, I know at nighttime, you're not you're not sitting well but with you. they got Ibaka, across the hallway. Yeah, they got Ibaka who's better. Than they got, got Ibaka, Ibaka so that, 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 that's a net zero, if, if not an upgrade, to be honest. I don't that's know, a definitely an upgrade. I don't know. 100% upgrade. I don't know. I, I like I like the Ibaka signing, but when you just let him the sixth man of the year walk out the door for the mid level exception across the hallway. But yo, I don't think it was one of those where he like where the Clippers were unwilling to pay the money. I think the situation just soured. Like it was done. Yeah, it's clear he didn't want to be there anymore. And the man, yeah, the man could have went anywhere. He went to the Lakers. Like, come on, fam. It's the, the, there's more to that than just the money. Still, <laughs> that situation was. Yeah, he he spent his time in that locker room still, but for me, it has to be. The Toronto Raptors losing Mark Gasol and Serge Ibaka. And the main reason why it's that for me is because I still think that if we had a viable big man, that we can still do something in the playoffs, right? Because the realistically, the core of our team is still there. Yes, there's going to be um, Kyle Lowry is going to take a step back where we, we can expect that. Um, but we have Fred Van Vliet back. We still have OG. We still have Pascal. But then our starting center is Aaron Baines. And he's a human highlight film for the wrong reason. Every year he goes out there and he gets fucking painted, plastered all over the backboard when a man comes and dunks on him. He is not a rim protector at all. He continuously gets dunked on. We have Alex Len as his backup, or maybe it's Chris Boucher, but Chris Boucher is seven foot tall and 200 pounds. So it's like, what are we really doing with that? Yes, Chris Boucher and Aaron Baines have outside capability in the sense that they can shoot and they can stretch the floor. So that should help. But at the same time, it's like so we were getting so much out of Mark that we weren't seeing in the stat sheet. And then we were also getting so much out of Surge that we were seeing in the stat sheet. So who's taking over that role on the team? Where are we getting, where are we going to fill in, in in that place? And I just don't see either of them being acquisitions that can do that. Who's your player, Kev? Uh, for me, it's Gordon Hayward still. I just don't think you give him that money for the Hornets. And here's the reason why. You literally had Kemba the year before and you told him, fuck off. And now you give it to Gordon Hayward, who can't stay healthy, essentially. Like, it doesn't really make sense to me. It just seems like another Nick Batum contract all over again. And if that happens... You guys are right back where you were before. Obviously, you have mellow, so everything's going to look brighter. But if I look at that in isolation, it doesn't look good. It just doesn't. It's too much money, and it's too long-term. Like When Hayward was opting out of his contract, everyone, people, some people, a lot of people expected Hayward to opt out of his contract, right? 
sorry, a lot of people opt in because no one was going to pay him $30 million a year. And then there's people that said he'll opt out, but he'll take less money over a long-term deal. Not a single person thought he'd opt out, get the same amount of money for a next four years. That is fuckery. That is Michael Jordan being Michael Jordan at his finest. <laughs> in all his glory, like in all his glory. It's actually <laughs> yo, I thought Gordon Hayward is gonna sign come out of that contract and, and sign back on a Harrison Barnes flex where you give up the 30 mil a year and you sign back for like 20 to 25 mil at max over like three years. Never in my wildest imagination, man. Never in my wildest imagination. And and this is like one of those things where I'm when you're bad without a purpose. Because Michael Jordan is saying, I just want to get back to the playoffs so I can get swept. That's it. That's the only goal here. That's just the and it's just like, come on, fam. Like, if he wasn't Michael Jordan, like, how long before they take the team from him? Nah. He's been at the yeah. helm for like 16 years now. And no, he, he has like two no, playoffs. No, yes, no, he, he has. Let me search this up. He hasn't right owned now. the Hornets for 16 years, man. Come on. What are we talking about? He was playing in 03. <laughs> what are we talking about? <laughs> There's no way he owned the Hornets for 16 years. I swear he just became majority owner within the past like seven. Jordan's teams have won zero playoff series in 14 years. So he's been there for 14 years. But how long has he been majority owner? Fam, it just says here, Charlotte's primary basketball decision maker, Jordan, his teams have won zero playoff series in 14 years at the helm. I didn't know it was 14 years. So. <laughs> that was the Charlotte Observer. That was the Charlotte Observer. I actually didn't know it was 14 years, though. I thought it was way less than that. Damn, that's crazy. He took <laughs> over. Hold on. No, no, no. I have it here. Forbes said he took over as controlling owner in 2010. So yeah, years. that sounds a little bit more, more reasonable. Yeah. He so was a minority in 2006. Yeah. Yeah, that's a little bit more. But look, look, look at look at James Dolan. Look along the oh no, they they had a one run, so they had a one run. Well, I don't know. Yeah. We'll see what happens. I don't know. But um, running a little long, so it's about time we take our first break, and then when we come back, we kind of discuss what the NBA should look like next year, considering all the moves that were made. So stay tuned. We'll be right back after this break. Back. So yeah, I know we kind of went over most of the trades and most of the stuff in the offseason. Obviously, we can't touch on everything with so many moves that were made. But um, I guess now we kind of just want to get into the discussion of what the NBA should look like next year, either as a, like a power ranking or playoff positioning or just generally across the board. So um, I guess I'll open it up. Like, is there any leapers that you guys think? Because when I say leapers, is there any teams that based on the transactions they made this offseason you feel is now in playoff contention? I know we mentioned the Suns. Is there any other ones that jump up? For me, not really. I don't really have anybody else outside of them. Um, in the East... I don't have anybody. I got the Hawks. Still, I'm not even lie. I got the Hawks. Uh, I got the I Hawks. The Bulls, out I think the Bulls can be alright. I think the Bulls have a chance this year. Hawks have a chance, yeah, but I don't really. I don't really. Um, well, no, in the West, it's the Suns and the the Suns and the Warriors for me. All right, because oh, sorry, Warriors, I forgot about. That. Yeah, I already I already made the case in saying that Steph Curry has to make it in. So I'm gonna assume that. <clears throat> sorry, he's gonna take that challenge and get in. Um, so yeah, for me it would be the Suns and the Suns and 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 uh, the Warriors. But then you look at it and you're just like, so who's coming out, right? And I'm looking at it saying, I would say Oklahoma. Obviously, they're gone, right? So that's already one spot. But beyond Oklahoma, 
it's you're hard pressed to see because I expect Portland to be better, and they were the eighth seed last year. I expect Dallas to be better, and they were the eighth seed last year. So the only teams I'm looking at saying who's coming out is going to be between Utah and the uh, the Rockets. But Harden is still there, and Russ is still there. So you, you would expect them to win games. And Mitchell is even, as much as I've never really been a big Mitchell fan. Like he's never shown, you know anything to say he's not going to make the playoffs because he's made the playoffs every single year he's been in the league. So we're, who's falling out? That's a good question, man. The East is, I mean, sorry, the West is overloaded because like the way I look at it, I don't see Utah falling out. Right? The only team that I see falling off is OKC. Yeah, it's just OKC still. <laughs> I think I think I think if I have to choose somebody, right, it's Portland. If I have to choose somebody, I'm not. It's not Utah for me. It's not Houston. It's not Dallas. Um, so for me, for me, if I have to choose a team, it's Portland. And it's weird because because if, if we're saying Suns, if it's if we can only guarantee one team, and we're saying Suns are supposed to be a lock, Warriors are supposed to make it, then one of those teams that we're saying are supposed to be in there can be in. But it's going to change, though, because remember, we have the playing tournament, so these guys are really going to all... If they're all bunched oh, yeah, up yeah, from 7 facts, to 10, that's that's it's going to be a gauntlet. It's going to be ridiculous because it's actually going to be like... It's going to be super fun. I really do rate what they did with that plane because now, you know, even if a team ends up in the 10th who have the ability to win two games in a row, like, you deserve it. That's like a playoff before playoffs. It's a mini little playoffs, a wild card game that they have in in baseball and those games are like the best games you know what yeah, i'm saying like, like for me like i i understand it like it all sounds good but if the eighth seed has a seven game lead on the ninth seed i don't really think it's fair to be honest no i think there's a threshold that they use like that you have to be within a certain amount of games for it to even happen or i think it's something like the seventh seed has to be within I'm not even gonna guess, but there is a threshold. Like it's not just any amount of games, and you're in there. Like okay, I, there is I, I, there is a number that you have to be within in order to be eligible to get into the play game, or you secured your spot. Because you're right, you're right. That wouldn't be fair if Dallas has like, say Dallas is a seven seed, just using the same standings, and they're like eight games above Portland. Like leave me alone. <laughs> Can you mean like leave me alone? Like I'm good. But um, you guys don't think Minnesota's making any noise? Nah. No. <laughs> nah. <laughs> I got nonsense going on in that backcourt. Yeah. That should have been one of the th- the teams that we spoke about in terms of what the fuck are they doing because No, they had a first round pick, so like it's hard to look at them and say they had a bad offseason. That's kind of how it was with me. Nah, but I'm just like, fam, like you have that you got and maybe maybe like if you're in there, like if you're in the front office, you can't do what I'm suggesting to do. But I understand that you gave up the first rounder to get back, um, you know, Druggy, whatever his name is. Like his name, I can't remember it right now. I understand that you, no, not D'Angelo. Come on, D'Angelo Russell's not no Druggy man. He got caught with some weed in the airport one time. Like it has oh, nothing to do with Malik Beasley. They gave up their first rounder Malik, to get D'Lo. Malik Beasley, fam. He got caught with no, a gun one time. It was for D'Lo. It was for D'Angelo Russell. That's what they nah, gave. Nah, they gave up a first to Denver for for um, Juan Ho- uh, Herman Gomez and Malik Beasley. Which first? Oh, okay. Sorry. I see where you're going. I see where you're going. I see where you're going. Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. So they gave up first for both of those players, but then you didn't know that you were going to luck into getting the number one draft pick and you got that. And the player you got is at Malik Beasley's position. And then you turn around and you give Malik Beasley $20 million a year for what? Like what, why, why are you giving him that amount of money? 
when you already have Anthony Edwards. It's, and you also have other players that can play that position as well. You have Jared Culver. You have Josh Okoji. People are to saying that fair, Jake, Jake Lehman might year. start. 15, 15 a year. Even so, why are you paying him is, is my overarching thing. Like, why you you have other players that are viable that you can play, right? But that's whatever. But, like, going back to the, the conversation, who's making the playoffs, I would say um, in, the, in, in the East, it's wide open. Because I don't really look at Orlando as anything like that. I think Indiana's going to take a step back um, and, and really have to, you know, push for their playoff seating. Or maybe that's because I just don't rate Indiana at all. But then at the same time, I'm looking at the teams and I'm like, only probably Atlanta and the Wizards is who I'm giving a chance to actually make it. Hopefully John Wall comes back and he can be John Wall. And then they have other pieces on that team as well where I can say, yeah, I can see where you guys can do something. Uh, Pacers are disrespected every single year. And I don't think this year is any different from last year. So I think they're going to be relatively in the same position that they were last year. For me, the only spot up for grabs is that Orlando spot. And I don't think Orlando has any interest in letting it go. As like mediocre as they are, I don't really think the Hawks are going to be better than them. That Orlando defense is just too good. Um, So for me, it's like, Every is Isaac going to be back in time, though? No, but their defense was good without Isaac. So, for me, it's like, obviously, every, there's going to be teams that have a chance, but like I'm not picking them over the Magic. I think the Hawks could be good. They could be extremely bad. It could be a fucking shit show. Um, the Wizards, I guess. Um, Hornets, no. Bulls, I think Bulls have an outside chance, me personally. But... Other than that, nah. So I think this playoff picture is pretty much the same. You're just going to see teams within that top seven just jostling up and down. Yeah, I don't know. It's going to be interesting because, like, the East, for the most part, people say it's worse than the West. But, like, if we're talking about it just in terms of the positions open, like, it's on par with the West. Not in terms of talent, but just in terms of, like, teams that have locked up their seeds already. But um, I, I understand your point with Indiana, Kev. But just given what they did this last offseason, I don't know. I don't know. What did they do? They fired their coach. I thought they were going to move all the depot. I don't know if that's still up in the air. I don't. It just looked like to me they were doing a little mini reset, and I say that very lightly. So I don't. I don't yeah, know. To, huh? Yeah, like they're doing something. Obviously, yeah, I understand what you're saying, but for me, like we know they have the talent on the team. It's the same exact cast as last year. Bare injuries on that team last year too. Bare. Right, if we go into the season expecting Mass to be a little bit healthier, I don't see how they can fall. Like even if it's the same, like Brogdon missed bare time, Turner missed some time, Depot obviously missed time, came back he was shit anyways. Lamb, I think what did Lamb tears ACL something, something bad happened to Lamb. Um, who was playing very well for them off the bench actually, and starting until Depot came back. So for me, it's like, yo, again, I, I don't, I'm not in the business of just I I kind of look at them as the Spurs of the West. Every year, Mass are gonna say they're gonna fall out. Until they do, right? Obviously, but I'm not going to pick them until they do. Fair, fair. But yo, this is gonna be a hot take, so bear with me. It's not. It's not wild to think that Toronto might slip down to the to the lower half of the seedings. Nah. It's possible. I think like, we got. That's, that's I think we got likely. really bad. I, I think we got really bad. So, so. I don't we think we got a, bad. Because I think we, we lost a top lost three two. A top three player who? Serge was a top three. Oh, player our top three player. Yeah. 
Okay. Maybe no, top four, but, but he was, was a top saying. player. No, like, no, nah, nah, not top three. Still. Yeah, he was a top five player, too. Yeah, but but that's what I was saying. Like, we lost two of the big men that we have on our team, and, and the big men are supposed to be anchoring things. And as much as I really do not like Mark, Mark uh, Gasol, and I hate watching his offense because it's just fucking disastrous, the fact is, like, he was holding it down in the middle. And, like, as I said, Aaron Baines is not holding anything down. <laughs> like, he's not. But, like, at the same time, we still have our top three players. So it comes down to if Laurie can say, and first of all, does anybody know what's happening with Terrence Davis? Is he allowed to play? <laughs> I don't know. I don't really care, to be honest. Like, <laughs> when he got caught with a gun or was it domestic violence? Nah, nah, he nah, domestic beat violence. the shit out of some shorty. Like, <laughs> Yo, why can't mans behave? When you get a million dollars, I don't need to do these type of things. I don't under- well, I fam, understand. Behave without the million. But if you have the million, behave even better. Like, it's that simple for me, bro. Like, what are you doing? Like, I'm not like, we had the in, in, on him for what? In a, in a hotel. What are you on? Like, you're weird, bro. Like, some kind of guy. Then again, you know, some of these, nah, nah, let me just. <laughs> no. Tread lightly, my nah, brother. Nah, 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 nah. Nah, I'm not hearing that nonsense, though. I know exactly what you're saying. I'm telling you off now, nah, I'm not hearing it. Yo, some of these moves, they, they move scandalous sometimes. <laughs> nah, that's foolish. <laughs> End of the day, bro, it's on you to control yourself, still. <laughs> Sometimes you can't control certain things. When the actions are just extremely egregious, but I'm not condoning that at all. Still, so you should be punished to the highest degree. Scandalous behavior sometimes, though. But going back to the point, um, Kyle is going to be. It's 34 right now. I didn't even know he was that old. Like, does he still have it in him? Yes, his back may give out come March. Oh, sorry, not March. Whenever. The equivalent of March would be, but it's usually we're talking February regular time. season. So yeah, March this year, yeah, season, March. No, 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 not March this year. That's gonna be three months into the season, fam. That's like nah, but he usually oh yeah, out in like February. I'd say March is when the the, the backs are starts to pile up. But for the first 60, 50 games, he's straight still, so we're good. Pascal, know. ah, guy spamming circle. I expect man. to be. The, I expect him to be the same guy he was last year, which will help us win games. Um, yo, I really don't like Boucher. I'll be honest with you guys, bro. Like, I really don't like him. When Man used to hype him, him up, I thought he was twenty four. Then... Ah, see, that's what I was getting to. Still, when Man's, <laughs> when Man's had me believing this man was twenty two, I fucked him still. But then once I, I found was... out my guy's twenty seven, going on twenty eight, ah, y'all got it. Still, I'm out. Yeah, I was out when I when I found out he was he was a grown man. Still, I was like, there's no he's way. Grown man. Man's kept a... telling me he's about to fill out, and I said, I right, like right, he's yeah, twenty two. I, I get like, that. Around into that nah, body, nah. get his man body on. <laughs> my man's in his prime already. Still, I'm cool, yo. <laughs> it's the best days of his life still that's nuts but anything else you guys want but, to talk about before we got here no I would say like um, in terms of like the east and just like a quick a quick like where we expect you know teams to be because if we say we expect Toronto to fall off right and we I, I assume that we all expect Brooklyn to finish well above their number seven place, placing if thing I also expect I think that Philly is in the position to fight for that number one seed. And yes, that's my Philly bias, but I feel like that Seth Curry pickup is extraordinary. And those are one of the things where it can just propel us to where we should have been last year. But to a 70 game, a 70 win pace like the Bucs? No, not. I don't think the Bucs are on that pace this year. Well, they're going to be close to it. No, I don't think that either. I think that the Bucs are going to be. And first of all, 
Toronto is right behind them. That's just what it is. But I think it's going to be more of the same like last year where you have like four teams that are right around the same 50-win mark. And maybe one team breaks out and gets to 60, but the rest of them are going to be within that 50 games. And I'm referring to Celtics, Sixers, Toronto, and Milwaukee, right? So I feel like Sixers have that capability to be the one that gets the 60 wins. That's just how I'm looking at it. I mean, I can smell the Sixers dripping off your shirt, bro. Holy fuck, man. There's no Yo, way you're talking. The team that swept you is got, got better. No, they didn't. All right, man. We'll put that one to bed still. We'll put that to the side <laughs> still. Like, no, hang it up. Hang it up. Hey, hang it and up on the And they swept Yo. us because we didn't have our, our all-NBA player on the, on the roster. What Yo. are you talking about? Uh, what are you talking about? No one's ahead, catching man. the Bucks, bro. They have the first unlocks. So. They're just going to run away. They're going to win 60-plus with their eyes closed. And the Bucks got worse in my mind, though. They really fam, did. it doesn't matter. They could get worse, bro. They're still not close when it comes to the regular season. Giannis, I mean, like Giannis plays 32 minutes a night, fam. Okay, but what happens if, if Drew Holiday gets injured? What's the backup plan? Okay, what happens if Ben Simmons gets injured? What type of question is that? The question is at least the, the Sixers have players behind them where he can still play. They still like the, the Sixers bench is better than Milwaukee's bench. Milwaukee, you know, honestly, Milwaukee lost all their depth. I know who I'm talking to. I'm cool still. <laughs> Yo, I said Milwaukee has one of the worst benches of the of the contenders. You're done. All right, bro. Sixers <laughs> are winning the championship too. Still, you got it. Man. They are a contender. You're right. I'm glad that you can see it. Let's hang it up, man. There ain't no way. I, I'm not even gonna argue it on that one still, because clearly your mind's fixated on the Sixers still. I'm just not that high. As I, for, nah, I can't even hear those talks. It's okay. Well, man's hear the shit that I say, and then I and then I have to hear my bad off the air. So I'm going to just let it rock how it rocks. So. <laughs> what did you hear my bad on? I'm going to just have to let it nah, rock tell you, how it rocks. Nah, say what you heard of my bad on. Tell me what you heard of my bad on. Say it. Say it when, on. I, when, when man's wouldn't even let me address James Harden being traded first as a You know you address it, but you, I said that. that you, no, Westbrook, no, I said no, Westbrook you guys is getting not. traded you first. You guys did not. I couldn't. I said Westbrook get, is getting traded first, right? I could not I even get my you statement said out will get traded before first? man said no. You said Harden would get traded first, and then I and then I seen the Harden talks. I said my bad, but you know what happened? Harden didn't get traded, so I take that back on air. All right, whatever you say, man. Man's would not even let me get it out, and for good measure, <laughs> wouldn't even let me get it out. And then what happened? So it's all because Nets are forking up eight picks. I'm gonna so. let it rock how it rock. It's a good thing we didn't let you waste your breath on air. Still, yeah. right. so you don't think he's rocks? getting so, so no? So you you still don't think he's getting traded before us? No, I don't think he's getting traded. Right. No worries. I don't know, man. We'll see. I thought the offseason was pretty much over. But again, there's still some moves that might be on the horizon. But uh, you guys have anything you want to say before we get out of here? Got to let it rock how it rocks sometimes. So. Got to let it vibe out. So, Kev, you're blessed? What the fuck He's is this guy Bringle talking over about? there, fam. <laughs> what are they talking about? He's Bringle. Let it rock out how it rocks out. Yo, the Sixers are the Sixers. It's that simple, fam. You got to just say things how they are. They're not even finishing above the Raptors. All I meant. Want to put money on that? I'll play the odds. Uh, famous what last words. That's what I thought. That's famous what I thought. Famous last words. That's what I thought. That's what I thought. Don't just be talking just to talk, my nigga. Don't just be talking just to talk. <laughs> 
cash. I'll play the See odds. That shit with your chest, my dude. I learned you that from you. I'll yeah, play the odds. Yeah, out. I'll play the odds. That's what my fuck chest. Out <laughs> fuck out of here. Play with my odds. I'll play the odds. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> no, listen. Let's get out of here, man. We went a little Yo. bit over time, but it was a great discussion <laughs> about the NBA offseason. Hopefully, we can get into some more mute. talks. <laughs> Hopefully, we can get into some more talks. Uh, I want to see what's coming up next week to see what we have on the discussion. Hopefully, some NBA news will come out. Um, and preseason's around the corner, so we're all excited for that. Fantasy's starting up, too, for those of you that love fantasy. So, um, stay tuned for that. Make sure you're mocking. Um, but other than that, it's a harder report, man. Coming to consistent with that content, available on all streaming platforms. Never hoard a good thing. Um, and we'll get back to you guys next time. Make sure you guys tune in next week, Monday. We have a lot of interesting things on the horizon. So until next time, take care. They won't swallow, we let on sticks breathe. Now my kind of thing they miss breathe. Know how they ride like on fishing. Another level, I'm on a big league. They want some money like a beast, please. This fry like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bullets still fly like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Niggas still die like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mama still cry like.